Hello, Corky Crime Sisters here. Hello. So our show contains graphic content, so please, listeners, be advised. Live. <laughs> oh, yeah. We here. Coming at you in March of 2020 in the pandemic of COVID. Corona. It's Corona time. It's Corona time. Let's throw some lime on it. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah, literally, though, it is. We are in the middle of a pandemic and we are sitting here still. <laughs> this is our release because everything else is everything's pretty shut down and even this is like we're not social distancing which is not socially responsible of us right now do you and i ever social distance though like it's that's no. not a thing for us there's no six feet between us ever no. <laughs> that's not how this works anytime we're hanging out we are not more than six feet no each other at any point no you know what which helps us feel the love good fucking point but on that note Even during Corona time. <laughs> um, have an adult beverage or two. Or three or four or some more Prosecco because it does kill the virus. We're hoping. That's, no, there was a study. We're going to be the test rabbits for that. Don't worry. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, we like to talk about some crazy shit, y'all. Yes, we do. Some of like some really spooky shit coming at you today. I'm just throwing that yeah, out there. a little weird. A little weird. Um, I'm excited. Oh yeah, even in even in the pandemic. Oh yeah, even, got, even this is the, the only time I've ever gotten ready. Good. <laughs> and that lady over there who's already drinking something, and I'm jealous. Where'd you get that from? Is Nikki? Oh yeah, I've been free gaming. I'm jealous. You know, we're all gonna die at some point, so might as well start free gaming. You so uh, today we are actually talking about what do we call it? A, a, asylum. Yeah, atypical asylums. I don't know. I just pulled that out of my I ass. I love it. Good. Let's roll with it. So it's asylum um, crimes or stories, I guess. Maybe? Asylum Sunday. Yeah. Asylum. Yep. <laughs> These are the asylums of like the olden days, though. So like the really creepy of the creepy. Like, right. Like you probably see them on like the witch hunter shows. Yes. Now, right. You won't see mine because they don't allow you in. But yes. Ooh. I know. So what are we drinking during this uh, virus-filled craziness? Oh, man. We are drinking a good old Kirkland Signature Fave Prosecco for $7. Our favorite. <laughs> it's so good, you guys. It's we so good. It's so good. And it's so um, budget-friendly, especially right now in all of the time of like people being laid off and not having a job and right. everything. So, yeah. No, yes. It's kind of funny. They were just talking about how in Ireland they just closed the pubs and like how we don't have toilet paper here, they don't have alcohol there because everyone's flipping out. <laughs> I'm moving to Ireland. <laughs> but no, Just this... Saying, I'm moving to Ireland. This shit is good. This is what we drank on the very first episode of Corky Crime Sisters ever. Oh, that is. Okay, so you're popping, Tay? I don't care. You want to pop? Pop, 
did you just say pop and hood like robin hood isn't it like let's get it started in here not even no here i'll let you pop no you pop okay i'll pop i'll pop and hood (laughs) (laughs) twist episode twist the bluetooth okay pause Was, wow, that was a that was a papa. That, that one, that one was as tough as this coronavirus. I was gonna say that got that bitch got sealed. Okay, we're gonna pour pour some prosecco on me. Ooh, in the name of Corona, pour some. I think I've told you this, but that was like my like I used to go around when I was like four years old and sing that song, and people would like stare at our mother like, "What have you taught your child?" <laughs> Well, and the problem is, is she has a shirt that says pour some sugar on me and like creepy old men will come up I, to her yes. all the time and comment on her shirt. And she's always like, why? I've had people be like, do you know who sang that band? And then I've had people be like, oh, pour some sugar on you, huh? And I'm like, no, no, this shirt is not an advertisement for you to be a dirty old man. It's literally just because I love that song. Can we not get with that? It's fine. I'm putting some cherries here. I'll let you, I'll let you cherry ratio yours because we like very different ratios. Okay. I think it's me this time. Hold on. Wait. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. We're so out of sync. I know. Yamas. Mm. Oh. Mm, Yamas sisters back at it again. We are back at it. Okay. Love it. Um. It is you. Get it. Although it might be better. It might be better if I go first because so now you can free drink. What in the hell was that? <laughs> Short pause. Take those puppers with oh. you. Oh. oh. There's a little one. <laughs> okay. Bye. 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 Okay, Yamas. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <good. laughs> That's a big boy. <laughs> Did you hear that chugging? I think he is. Oh my god, that was funny. That really scared me. I didn't know what that sound we was. Heard, like a scratching at the door, which I just assumed was my dog. She literally and, and Taylor looked at me like, "What the fuck?" Well, and it was so funny because she didn't say anything, but she just like looked at me and literally sh- like waved her hand, like "Forget about it. It's a dog. No big deal." And then it was Soterio sitting there waiting for us to open the door and help him. Aww, he's so nice. My husband, I love him so much. Maybe you should go first then. Well, I've only had Michelob. You've had Prosecco today. All right, let's do this. Oh, plus, you've got a good case that I don't remember much of, but it's really good. It's a little bit long, but it is good. So, um, for this Asylum case, I am actually doing the, it's called Willow Brook mm-hmm. State School. Um, so, it was a school, but they, but, or at least that was its name, but it actually turned into an asylum. So, um, anyway, I didn't finish all about it. That mix with Prosecco dough. Oh, so good, though. At least he didn't bring down the Jameson, too, and, like, <laughs> Taylor is swishing her around, because if anybody has had a, a 
Guinness, and so you're supposed to drink it fast, but Taylor's like, fuck it, I'm just going to swish it and chug. Oh, now it's nice. It's all frothy. It is. Oh, it's frothy. It's 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 just like when you have to mix like gravy because it gets all like bumpy. <laughs> okay, so the Willow Brook State School is located in Staten Island, New York, and was operational from 1947 to 1987. The schoolhouse. 1947 children... and 1980. It's only 40 years. Yeah, it was open for 40 years. On the penny. Hmm. 40 years on the penny. On the penny. Um, the schoolhouse children and young. With intellectual disabilities. Okay. See, this is why I'm going going first because if I kept drinking, I don't know if I'd have been able to say that. Intellectual disability. (laughs) Intellectual disabilities. Um, When the school was first opened, it was a hospital named Hollerin General Hospital, and it was used for army for like the army's U.S. Army's purposes until World War II. Okay. To say that this place was less than desirable is an understatement. In the first decade, there was an outbreak of hepatitis, um, and it was mostly hepatitis A. So I had to go into a little, I had to do a little bit of hepatitis research. You should see Taylor's face right now. Sorry, I'm trying to finish it. (laughs) Get it down, girl. Get it. Get it, girl. (gasps) That last bit. Okay. So hepatitis A attacks the liver. And can have symptoms such as vomiting, diarrhea, fever, and is usually spread by eating or drinking water contaminated with infected feces. Oh, goodness. Well, it's not that weird, though, because we sanitize our water. Yes, but I'm just saying, like, in a, as we continue, you'll understand why this place was the way that it was, but just keep that in the back of your mind, Okay. Um, at one point, they wanted to figure out how this a- outbreak was happening. However, the medical staff uh, decided to bring in a guy named Sol Kerbman. Yeah, that's, yeah. Um, let me just tell you, this motherfucking twat waffle decided to purposely feed 60 healthy children <sighs> with the virus. <sighs> right, as part of his experimentation, Okay. And of course, they got it. So he determined that there was no way of stopping kids from getting the virus. Well, no fucking shit. You don't have a case where it's like your subjects and like you literally gave 100% of your subjects the virus. That's so upsetting. And it was just like, oh, this is all in the name of research. These are fucking humans. This is not. This is how the code of ethics began. If you didn't know, this was back. That's why, like, the asylums. So this episode is very. I feel like we need to have a disclaimer before we go any further, right? Because this episode is so. A, pivotal and important to talk about where our mental institutions started to where we are. Yes. A, but B, like, even in my case, the language is horrific that we're still using. Like, it's not politically correct. No. There weren't ethics back then, and so that's why these are so scary to me, is because it's not, oh, spooky, scary people getting killed. It's, like, literally just the poorest treatment of humans. Yeah, and they weren't even looked at as humans. You, no. you bring up the poorest treatment of them. They weren't even looked at as humans. They were literally experimental uh, Absolutely. people. Like, not even people at that point, you know? It's so, it's so sad. 
anyway. Oh, yeah. Both cases are kind of like that, and you'll see. Yeah. Ooh, my retainer whistled. That was really weird. That was cute. Sorry. I had the, okay. <laughs> okay. You might drive my ass home at this rate with the fucking that thing. I have a bed. I want to go home. My husband will drive me home. That's true. <laughs> anyway, so the school had a max capacity of 4,000, yet it was said to have over 6,000 kids at one time. That's 2,000 more than it should have. Oh, but two th- I can't even fathom that. My facility holds... 20 kids at a time. Yes. So Jesus. Um, and due to budget cuts, 600 employees were let go. And this meant that there was only, and you can identify with this, there was only one staff member per 50 kids. 50? I mean, how many boys do you have at any given time? <gasps> well, okay. So the maximum I can have by myself is 10. But that's when I'm, okay. So, and that's obviously now standards versus back then well and still not like not a great ratio like given a riot not breaks out bit, and your boys are not considered intellectually disabled they're not acute whatsoever no and so like can you even imagine one staff member per 50 kids oh my god that gives me such anxiety thinking about yes. it like one to five feels good <laughs> like especially when obviously these are people that need extra help yeah. Extra support. That high acuity is so like insane. Like I think, okay, one of my kiddos that has really high acuity, it's like one-on-one. Like I wouldn't even want like one to two kiddos with him. Like yeah. just one with him because he's a lot yeah. and he needs a lot. But this is the time difference, right? Yeah. I mean, this is one to so 50. Long. It's crazy, you couldn't even tell what they're doing. No. They'd be hurting themselves. Oh, I hate yeah. it. So hurts that's my how heart. horrific this place is. Anyway, so it was in 1965 that the Senator Robert Kennedy. Look at you. Heard of that <laughs> name. He doesn't. Ex- I don't know what you're talking about. Kennedy. Yeah. Decided to make a surprise visit to the school, and he said that the kids were quote unquote living quote living in filth and dirt, their clothing in rags. In rooms less comfortable and cheerful than the cages in which we put animals in the zoo. Great. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely insane. So he, of course, gave them suggestions on how to improve the facility. But as you can guess, they never followed through. Oof. Mandate that shit. You're the president. He was a senator. Oh, senator. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, he was a senator. Uh, Robert Kennedy was the brother. Oh. I think. If I'm wrong, don't even. Okay, you still have political power. Like No, for sure. For sure. Still political power. Mandate that shit. But he never followed through with it, which is the biggest thing. And so it's like, or they never followed through with it, which is like, you know what? You have somebody of high power coming in, but unfortunately, it's just a visit. Right. You know what I mean? Like. He's not going to be there day to day to make sure that you're following through with this. So, yeah. anyway. So, then, uh. in 1972, Geraldo Rivera. Ever heard of him either? <laughs> Strike a, a fancy? Anyway. In all um, of the... <laughs> he just sounds like such a porn star. He does. <laughs> and when you look back at him on these times, he... He looked like it with the stash and everything. Oh, yeah. It's my favorite part about this. Like, I listened to a shout out to a different podcast called A Date with Dateline. 
they talk about him a lot because he does like pop up all the time and they're always like that mustache though like yeah that mustache though <laughs> it is it's ridiculous okay Ooh, bubbles. Sorry, I got distracted by the bubbles. <laughs> so, anyway, in 1972, uh, he was an investigative reporter for WABC-TV. He did a series on Willowbrook and determined that the school was overcrowded, inadequate, uh, like sanitary facilities, and physically and sexually abusing the kids. Oh, sexually? Why? Just why? Why well, you need to do... It, I mean, unfortunately... Like, we think it's wrong, obviously. We all think they're pieces of shit. But if you, in that time, are being a sexual abuser, and you, where are you going to go? Yeah. To get a job to be a sexual abuser. Like, let's be honest, right? Ooh. Okay. So, in 1983, the state had announced its plans to close the school due to all the issues surrounding it. Um... My face is perma-stuck perma in, like, a scowl. Like, ugh, awful. I know. It took till September of 1987 before the last child would leave the school and placed, and they were all placed in other, like, group homes is essentially what happened. Okay? On July 9th of that same year, a 12-year-old girl named Jennifer Schwager? Schwager. She had some Schwager. She had some Schwager. Swag in the swagger. Who was born with Down syndrome. I'm, this is like a heart-wrenching one for me. Anyway. I um, told you. She, she was reported missing. So witnesses said they had seen her walk with a man named Andre Rand. Okay. Her body would be found a month later in a shallow grave mm. on the property. Baby. This led to the arrest of Rand and he was charged with kidnapping and the murder of Jennifer. However, the jury couldn't reach a guilty verdict on the murder charges as they said there wasn't enough physical evidence, but they did find him guilty of kidnapping. So okay. So he was sentenced to 25 years. Who is Andre Rand, you ask? I Have do ask. Heard? Yes. What? Who is this gentleman? Who Please is, give me all the info. Who is this piece of shit? Okay. <laughs> No, I already... Okay. You already had the corona. We talked about this in Funky Floridians, but, like, I've already had the corona, okay? We think, anyway. I am, like, 90% sure after China was like, surprise, we've had it since November. I've already had it. So, this, I was choking on my own spit because I'm incompetent and can't do shit. <laughs> That's what this was. You can't podcast, drink, and breathe at the same time? Is that what you're saying? Not after the, the fucking car bomb. I'm like my, I've already been drinking Michelob all day because we've been home quarantined all day and my eyeballs are just as wide open as they can be. <laughs> like I drunk put on eyelashes and they turned out great. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but anyway, okay. We'll okay. So, uh, you ask who he is. Right? I do. Um, he was a man that had worked as a custodian orderly and physical therapist at wow. in the mid 1960s so let me just ask you and maybe maybe you listeners can tell us but in, like as a physical therapist isn't that something that like 
denotes like going to school, uh, a degree, something. Back then? In what year for this? Yeah, maybe not. What year for this? Uh, In the 1960s. This in... I'm sorry, okay. Yeah, no, look it up, please. Because I was like, wait, how can he be a custodian, an orderly, and a physical therapist all at the same time? He was a jack of many shades, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) History... Jack of many shades, which included, like, the worst. (laughs) History of the PTA. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I have a friend now who is a PTA, and like she had to go to school for that shit. No, yeah, you have. You, I mean, now it's. I mean, and who who knows? Maybe he did go to school for it, and he just like lumped it all together. But it just seems weird to me that he was able to do all of that. Now, to be a physical therapist, the school does not outweigh the pay by any means. Okay. Okay. But. In 1960s, you needed a membership. I'm sorry, what? You needed a membership for the APTA, and there were 52 schools for PT instruction. What? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Like, wait. (laughs) The practice of physical therapy started in 1921. He might have just done it to do it. I mean, at this point, let's talk about this institution, right? There's no rules, ethics, law. Yeah. So again, he probably like went to a, to a school or a meeting or something he, for this. And then they just allowed him to, you know. He did whatever he wanted. Yeah. Um, okay. So... I'm trying. I'm sorry. (laughs) So, at the time, uh, Rand had a long rap sheet. Oh, my. Oh, she hit. Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) Chill out. So, he had a long rap sheet that were all crimes against children. So, on top of what we were just talking about, about how, how are you able to be a physical therapist without doing anything? Right. Extra, they didn't even look into his background. Mm, I hate it. Yes. So, he's got some shit, okay? So, these include the disappearances of... Are you ready for this list? Very ready. Five-year-old Alice Pierre in 1972. Seven-year-old Holly Ann Hughes in 1981. 11-year-old Tiasa Jackson in 1983 and 20 year old Hank I'm so sorry if I butchered those names in 1984 he was never convicted of any of these disappearances at the time but was questioned in all of them okay then in 2004 Rand was finally linked to the disappearance of Holly Ann Hughes he was convicted of her kidnapping as there was no statute of limitations in New York Thank God. Yeah, I was going to say, thank um, goodness. He was sentenced to another 25 years. So he'd already served, you know, his time before. Okay. Um, he had been scheduled for parole in 2008, but due to his charges in 2004, he now won't be eligible for parole until 2037. 
Okay. So, like, 17 years from now, which is so crazy. Anyway. That is insane. Um, at that point, he will be 93. <sighs> Fran's story has become somewhat of an urban legend in which a homicidal... Homicidal... <laughs> in which a homicidal madman who had escaped from Willowbrook School was living as a director in the tunnels under the school. Okay. Okay. Um, he would then come out at night and take the children and kill them. His name was Corpsey. Oh. Corpsey is also Corpsey? the name of the documentary of Rand's life, leading us to believe that real life boogeyman does exist. Oh, yeah. yeah. So all around, this fucking sucked. Yeah, no, as I said, all around this sucked. Great. This asylum was awful. They were awful to their people. A true boogeyman came out of it. It was just bad. It just sucked, yes. It was just bad. <laughs> Maybe so sad, but anyway. It was, it, was, it was fun to cover, but it was just awful. Anyway. Cropsy is intense. Oh, Cropsy. What did I say? Corpsy. So I put the O before the R. Yep, it's Cropsy. It is Cropsy. I didn't remember much about it, but I just know that like... When you watch documentaries of it, it's been a really long time for me. That's why I told you to cover it because I was like, this is so intense. And this is such like, when you talk about asylums, this is it. Yeah. When like people from Staten Island talk about Cropsy, they talk about the fact that like this was told to them as children, as like boogeymen. That's what I was talking about. It's like the urban legend of like, he lived under the tunnels, he escaped from there. And if you got into the woods, like, as a child, like, he would come and take you. And But this man... Existed. Existed. Like, yes. he literally did this. And it wasn't, obviously, to the kids... Well, it was to the kids around him, but it was also kids in Willowbrook. And exactly. Willowbrook was just awful to all of their... They wouldn't even notice if a residents. kid went fucking missing. One to 50? You're not... Okay. And drink because I said fucking, but yamas, yamas. Oh my heart! We literally are just consuming as much alcohol as we can on this podcast because it's rough. It is rough. <laughs> you ready to know the fun part? Hmm. Okay, so we're gonna move on to my case. We can go visit this asylum. So I'm gonna be covering the Athens. You can. So we're going to be visiting the Athens Lunatic Asylum in this podcast today. So I have to tell you guys, Taylor texted me and she told me which one she was doing. And then I started doing research and this one popped up and I was like, wait, did you say you're doing this one? And she was like, yes. And I was like, bummed out. And that's when I was like, do Cropsy. Cropsy's awesome. Or not awesome, but like so much information is there. Cropsy is interesting. Yeah. So we can go in August for $340 a person. Me, you, and mom could go. <laughs> 340? Yes. Airfare and all? Yeah. Airfare hotel and go visit this place okay. and get private tours of the asylum. So the asylum is now a part of Ohio State University. And we'll talk about this. So um, I just want to read you a quote. From, <laughs> a direct quote from... This was hilarious. What It was from... Uh, the lineup.com 
And Athens, Ohio is a sleepy little community and home to the phantom of a headless train conductor, the unexplained violent murders and mutilations of livestock, and not to mention pagan cults. But sitting at the heart of it all, in a region known as the Ridges, is the the citadel of creepy locations, the Athens Lunatic Asylum. (laughs) Wait, this is a quote from somebody who lives there? This is how they're describing where they live. That was a direct quote, yes. From about the- <laughs> yeah, why would anybody go there? <laughs> Seriously? That's awful. Okay. Quick corkscrew. So you lost me at when, like, headless, like, Train conductor. Let's look into that. Athens, Ohio, headless train conductor. Um... <laughs> I just want you to know that, like, I was not feeling myself this week. I was not myself, and I literally, like, Googled the shit out of this, and it was, like, the only thing that brought me back to life, so. I mean, that sounds a little bit disturbing, yet understandable. I was not, yeah, in a good way, but. So today, um, I'm going to do a, sh- a shameless plug. Um, in all this craziness, uh, our store, Three Less Gems in Estes Park, had to close down. And we're still on our website, threeblessgems.com. But we uh, got new merch. Oh, my God, so cute. we have a shirt that says, True Crime, Glass of Wine, Bed by by Nine. And I'm obsessed. But if you are also obsessed with that sort of thing, which all of you should be, please go to our website, threeblessgems.com. Put in the code or what was it? Corky. C-O-R-K-Y. Yeah. And you'll get 15% off your purchase at checkout. Yes. Um. Okay. So anyway, we are visiting the Athens Lunatic Asylum. And like I said, please be cautious. Because even the verbiage is so outdated. So like lunatic? Awful. Yes. Me and you for anxiety could have been put in this asylum. for Really? Yeah. Like back in the day. Back in the day. I will read you a list of what got you put here. It's Ooh, phenomenal. I'm, I'm intrigued. And we're not lunatics, right? Like lunatic isn't even like applicable to anybody anymore because that's not a good word. Mm, I can think of a few people. Okay. Walmart on Black Friday at midnight does not count. <laughs> <Yes>. Okay. <laughs> or like uh, Kiki Supers right now during the coronavirus. Okay. I can think of a few. We went to Costco the other day and they were only letting 20 people in at a time and the fucking line was intense. Anyway. It was. It was. But don't worry, we got plenty of Prosecco and wine and I accidentally bought a bottle of $40 <laughs> wine. I'm not happy about it. I'm kind of ashamed. But like, I picked it up and I didn't even look at the price, but it said the prisoner and I made some joke about, haha, this is all of us right now. So we'll have to, on the next podcast, we'll let you know how it goes. Like, how it tastes. We doing it on the next one? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, the ALA, because I'm tired of saying it already, um, was a mental hospital um, and it was open from 1874 to 1993. Ooh. So it was open for a hot minute and it was in Athens, Ohio. And I'm sorry, I'm pouring more Prosecco because we need it. I am sure that when you hear Athens, Ohio, you think of Athens, Greece. Let's be honest. I do. It, honestly though, Athens, I mean, corkscrew, right? Athens is a place you only visit once. You only need to visit it once. I mean, the coolest history ever, but it's like, 
and I can only relate it to Denver, Colorado, because that's where we're from. But like, it's like a Denver, Colorado with more graffiti. And I remember like one evening. And a little bit more history. Like a little bit more significant. So significant history. But I remember like, it literally just looks like a metropolis, right? It looks like a downtown. And one night we were sitting on the street eating euros. And I was like petting and feeding a stray dog on my lap as we were eating euros. Anyway, they said he he came around all the time. So this asylum, though, was built to house 572 patients, which is a very specific number, but whatever, I'm not here to judge. However, this was double the recommendation at the time, and there would be later downfalls to this, such as overcrowding and tension between patients because there's no fucking room and everyone's over it. While they were open, they served a wide variety of people, right? So originally, it was created to serve tuberculosis patients. Weird, right? Um, and then it kind of evolved over is time. Your tuberculosis? That was Corona. We talked about this. It is now Corona. Oh yes. So we semi talked about this. It'll be in the bloopers. But we were uh, sorry, we're gonna do a corkscrew. <laughs> but we were in Vegas, and Taylor had this awful cold that turned into like the worst cough she's probably ever. I've had. never been this sick. And uh, the whole time, everybody kept like looking at her when she'd cough, and I'd be like, "Don't worry, it's not Corona." I was like, "She has tuberculosis," and she's like, "You're gonna get me quarantined." And then as the time went on, we kind of changed it from bronchitis to tuberculosis, and then at one point, she got hit by a. Uh, homeless oh. man on the strip with his can, so it became like bronchiolosis with a Scotia, a Scotia rabies. rabies. Yeah, and it was we good. That that's not it. It's tennis, <clears throat> and so yeah, it turned into a whole thing. It got good. <laughs> it got good. It got good. <laughs> I was even like Googling tuberculosis and I was like, oh my God, what if I have TB? Which is like so stupid because I get tested every two years for TB. Well, and that shit will straight get you quarantined. Not that what's going on won't, but like that is like oh, yeah. no joke. And she kept being like, stop, you're going to get me quarantined. And I'm like, look, everybody's worried about Corona. You're fine. But now Here we are. research and we really think that she <laughs> might have actually had it. I've never been that sick. And even now, like, my cough was the nastiest thing ever. And they're like, it's a sinus infection. You'll be fine. But even... They said it was a sinus infection that, like, leaked into your throat and caused a cough. And then they were like... They said something about upper respiratory. And we were just like, no, that doesn't sound right. But okay. Whatever. It literally caused me to have cobblestone throat. So, like, (laughs) it was gnarly. I still have a cough every now and then. I'm fine. It's fine. Okay. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, though, so they ended up serving a variety of people, like Civil War veterans, children, and people that were declared mentally unwell. Today, the buildings are very different. So the Athens Lunatic Asylum started as one thing and expanded. And we'll kind of talk about that. So the hospital had livestock, farm fields, orchards, gardens, dairy, and other things like that. They would actually have the people that were housed there, the patients, work the land. Which it's kind of cool. Like, it's a whole, like, circle of, like, right. you need to get out of time. Let's yes. help you, like, do things. and Right. It sits on 60 acres, okay? Oh, that's a lot. And they would literally, like, 
the whole idea was that being out and being productive is a form of therapy in itself. So true. So. Well, for me, anyway. <laughs> and not only was it therapeutic, it benefited the state economically. Is that child or like slave labor? <laughs> you think, right? <laughs> um. That I do not condone. You do not condone. It has evolved over time. And as they did these things, as they did the dairies and the gardens and the orchards, they added more and more and more and more and more onto the building. So it it became this huge, huge historical architectural point in Athens, Ohio. Yeah. It's now called the Ridges. It was actually partially redone. And part of it now is used for Ohio State University, as I said earlier. And a lot of it is st- now used and a lot of it is still abandoned. So that's Which why. You- so creepy. So creepy. And you can go and visit. It's that much more creepy to me when stuff is left abandoned. But anyway. You can go visit it. And that's why I think we should. I think it'd be so cool. Anyway. I keep hitting the 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 table and the microphone. It's fine. Anyway, so the first patient that was ever seen at the asylum was a 12-year-old girl with epilepsy. Oh. Epilepsy? Epi- <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just saying I've had that before. Not epilepsy, but I've had seizures, and that is not a reason to put somebody in an asylum. Exactly. So the girl was, they thought the girl was possessed by a demon. Oh my god, that's so sad. Epilepsy? Oh. <laughs> epilepsy? Epilepsy was viewed as a main reason for insanity during these times. Um, And many people were just admitted into the hospital for just being in ill health, according to all the records. They were taking fucking everybody up in here. It didn't. Everybody. You look like an ill health. I look like an ill health. We would have been admitted in this time. Oh, my God. We both would have been for sure. Back in the days, I would have been killed because I have a dimple. Oh Which is a God, malformation. That's right. Anyway. I have freckles. That's like probably like the Satan, like the, <laughs> like the burns of Satan, right? <laughs> That's got to be a thing. Other ailments that were cause for admission. Okay, ready for this? Menopause. Oh my God, mom. Being an alcoholic. Mom. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no. Um, tuberculosis. Taylor. And masturbation. Me. <laughs> <laughs> it was the leading cause for males to be admitted. <laughs> was masturbation. Did you literally, like, are you literally giving us the definition of masturbation right now? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I thought you were. <laughs> I deal with masturbation. My Monday through Fridays consist of dealing with kiddos that have had sexual offenses and are going through their most sexual time in life, right? But they, they only have men. They can't do anything about it. And so, like, literally, if I walk up to a room and a kid's masturbating, I have to be like, go to the bathroom. And if you've never had that conversation with somebody that's masturbating and told them to stop and go to the restroom, you haven't lived life because oh it's a weird God. experience. I can't anyway. I praise you. <laughs> <laughs> I, had some, I had to put them on my bathroom checks because they were masturbating on the wall the other day. It's fine. I live a weird life. Anyway, they also, during this time, labeled anybody that had, any woman that had postpartum depression as hysteria, 
So they labeled everything like 10 times higher anything than it that needed was to be. like of emotional substance outside of the norm was labeled you're fucking insane. Totally. Basically. Oh my God. And so the, are you telling me that like women during their period were like, oh, you need to yes. be, oh, this is so sad. Okay. And that's, the, that's what was weird about this, right? So the patients would range from like full functioning humans to people who like couldn't even say their name. Who were really had debilitating mental illnesses. Yes. Because that still existed back then. It didn't matter what time we well, were in. Well, it still exists today, but it's like looked at differently. You, you're on a scale and you're getting the yes. proper yes. things. Because how could you have a hospital that gives the proper treatment for people who were on two dichotomous ends of the spectrum? Right. It's insane. Anyway. It's just, yeah. So among the therapies they employed were hydrotherapy, waterboarding okay electroshock <laughs> i'm just being honest here shock chair yeah um restraint psychotropic drugs not that weird however back then there was not the fucking fda if you're gonna give me any punishment i'll take those <laughs> <laughs> however they were the reason the athens lunatic asylum is so famous is because of their lobotomies they were best known for their use of lobotomies, which is really imp- interesting. Did you know that epilepsy? So this isn't from this article. This is just something weird I know. Epilepsy, one of the leading treatments for epilepsy, but they don't do it because ethically it's really weird, is that you cut the two hemispheres in half because what's happening is your two sides of your brain aren't communicating through the synapses correctly. You're having synapse misfires, which are causing your seizures. Problem being, though, is that if your two sides of your brain aren't communicating, your body's not responding because your right side of your body goes to your left hemisphere and vice versa. So it's it's really crazy. And so you're saying even if they cut me down the middle, like it's not going to make a difference? You're not going to have seizures, but your body's not going to function. Oh, it's insane. Now what a dilemma. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, I think I'll continue on my path of having my body function and just taking my medication. Um, but we are also living in 2020, so that is the option now. <laughs> right. Over the years, the building ended up having 78 buildings and treated 1,800 patients at a time. Think about that. 78? 78 buildings. It's a huge Jesus. monument. And like... Because of how many patients they ended up taking. Okay, so the 1960s, they were caring for 2,000 patients over three times the capacity. Which is ridiculous. If you look at my case, which was also still established in the 60s, Uh they should have been housing only 4,000. And they were housing 6,000. And now you're saying that... 2,000 patients. And they... Was over the three times the limit. They were built for 572. The, the, this obviously caused widespread abuse, yes. low care. You can just even, I don't even need to, I'm not going to even explicitly name what happened to these people. You could even just imagine. Just, yeah, based on what I've already said, you can even, yes. Right after this, however, the widespread of deinstitution. <laughs> deinstitution. <laughs> Deinstitutionalization occurred, and this caused less and less patients to stay there over time, which is good. Yeah. From the beginning of the institution, however, when people would die and no one would 
claim their bodies. They'd have to do something with them, right? Which is really weird that there was that many people that nobody claimed. They Science would just... Experiments. Huh? Science experiments. <laughs> yeah. That's what the lobotomies were, my friend. <laughs> um, we're not making fun. We just have to make this... As always, we are not making fun of anything. We just have to make this on our level of humor so we can get through this. <laughs> totally. Yeah. That's no. All. There more Prosecco in there? But yes, girl, give me your cup. Okay, give me some Prosecco. <laughs> red Solo cup. I'm going to fill you up with some Prosecco. We are drinking out of Red We Okay, so we had Red Solo cups. And then her husband, when he brought... Oh, my God, we're going to overflow. Do you, do you have enough? Oh, I've got plenty. <laughs> Obviously plenty. She set the drink down on a, a pencil. I um, mean, why is that pencil there anyway? <laughs> when her husband brought us our drinks, he brought us um, Bronco's plastic cups. And I need you to know that because this might be our year. Brady is out of the Patriots. He went to the fucking Buccaneers. Are you handing me a carbon that you barely... Oh, my God. It's so curdled. I'm I not know. drinking that shit. I know. I don't want you to drink it. I just wanted you to look at it. Anyway, so we'll, we'll continue on. Um, so they would have bodies, and so they made a graveyard. Pretty par for the course. That's not unusual, right? <laughs> not at all. The weird part about this is, is they never made headstones. They made headstones. But didn't put their names on them. They were all numbered. What? So until 1943, they were numbered. Um, and they would n- record their names in a ledger. And this is the only actual source of information for who these people were to this day. I know. Shit. So because of this, the cemetery is said to be haunted by shadowy people and strange lights. Um, in one area, there are shapes that are like in lines um, from the graves that form a circle, and it's said to be the witch's meeting point. Yes, that's where that's where I'm going. But the state did come in and start naming people from this ledger, which is awesome. <laughs> just let them lie. <laughs> let them be who, like, just let it go. <laughs> But back to the lobotomies. So the reason Athens Lunatic Asylum is so phenomenally famous is because of a Dr. Walter Jackson. So he was, he loved the lobotomies, the transorbital lobotomies. Okay. He's always these guys. (laughs) Dr. So-and-so Jackson. Oh, I've, I've been a doctor for 10 years. And guess what? I love to just cut people's heads off from their brain. Why not, right? It's so ridiculous, but whatever. So. Oh, what did we hit? Oh, I hit my microphone. I'm struggling. He, over time, he really thought that it would cure every mental illness. Which is. They all did back then. Not true. Chemicals and cutting the brain in half don't change anything. Anyway. Very different. (laughs) Very different. So over his time, he performed two hundred over two hundred lobotomies. What the fuck? As many as twenty in one day. Twenty in one day. How do you even have that much time? Seriously. Doesn't it take time to like cut the head open? Excuse me. Do what you're gonna do. Sew it back. Like that takes time. How can you do twenty in one day? 
Yes. Right. But in 1977, the asylum made nudes again because it had a multiple personality rapist, Billy Milligan. See, it always comes down to the boogeyman. (laughs) He was found to have committed several felonies, including armed robbery, kidnapping, and three rapes on the campus of Ohio State University. Um, They attempted to say he was insane. That's why he was trying to get out of things with multiple personality disorder. But it it ended up didn't work. He, okay. He was the first acquitted of a major crime for this reason of multiple personality disorder. However, he was sent to a series of state-run mental hospitals, one of which being Athens Lunatic Asylum. He reported having 10 different personalities and later 14 more personalities were discovered. After a decade at Athens, he was discharged and he ended up dying at a nursing home um, at the age of 59 in 2014. So he was one of the famous people they had. (laughs) This is Athens. Okay. Not only are they known for the lobotomies, but here is what they're really known for. And I have a picture for you in just a second. The the hospital made news again just a year later when a patient named Margaret Schilling disappeared on December 4th, 1978, while she was playing hide and seek with the nurse. Oh, no, that's not it. It wasn't until January 12th, 1979, 42 days later, that her body was discovered by somebody working maintenance in a locked ward that was abandoned used for patients with infectious illness oh no tests showed that she did she died of heart failure she was found completely naked with her clothing neatly folded next to her body i know but what's more interesting than that is she left a permanent blood stain of the outline of her body on the floor clearly an imprint of her hair and body is still visible on the floor. And even though numerous attempts have been made to try and take it off, it's still there. That's fucking crazy. And I'll show it to you. It's really crazy. It's like her back. Oh, shit. I'm turning around my computer. It's like the back of her body. And that still exists. And it won't go away no matter how many times you try and wash it away. Are you serious? Yep. Um, her spirit is said to be <laughs> her spirit is said to have been staring down from the window of the room where her body was found. She's been seen trying to escape, known to be wandering various parts of the building, and she's never alone. Former patients are also too said to remain in residence of the building. Um And now it's closed down, right? Yes and no. Like it's abandoned, but like if you go on a tour, you can go in there. Um, people say they hear squeaking gurneys, disembodied voices, strange lights, screams, um, people who are shackled, they can hear. (laughs) These spirits are said to be the people that suffered at the hands of the staff at the asylum. So you can go visit this asylum. You can go into the abandoned halls. (laughs) I know you were like, you, me, and mom should go. I'm out. (laughs) <laughs> however it's not my thing haunted houses not my thing that not my thing you can go visit however um what am i trying to say 
I don't even know. So the building she was found in um, <clears throat> is the only building to this day that remains completely abandoned and is restricted from any access. So what I was going to say is you can go visit, but you can't take like, I went on a lot of like ghost hunting websites for this article and you can't just like go in there and test for ghosts. They won't let you. So like, are you even able to get into where like that picture that you just showed Mm-mm. me is? It's the one place they won't take you. That's fucking creepy. I know. Sorry. Corona. By 1981, patients had dropped to the 300s and many of the buildings stood abandoned. It officially closed in 1993 and any remaining patients were transferred out to different facilities. So, for this, I used Legends of America, Ghostly Activities, Anomal Alien, and the lineup to tell this story because it there's so many, there's a lot of information on this story, but none of it is, like, put together. <laughs> that is so crazy. Isn't that crazy? The, the body again. stain. The body stain is fucking phenomenal. No, it's scary as fuck. We'll put it on the website. We'll let you go and see it. We don't have a website. We'll put it on the Instagram. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it more than they don't let you see the blood stain from Margaret. I think it'd be different if it was like, oh, it's abandoned. You can look over this line. Oh, my God, my eyes twitching. And look in and see like where she was. But the fact that it's like that building's completely off limits. Scary. Makes it even more creepy to me. But I right. It. It's like fucking Chernobyl. Ah! Like you can't even go in there. All right. Okay. Here we are. Well, good case. Oh, I liked it, girl. Thank you. You as yes, well. Yes. Oh, I unplugged my computer at some point. <laughs> Is there more for Seco? I think you poured it all into my cup. Here. You want all some? Right. So I don't need it. Drink this. Should we lighten the mood? We should always lighten the mood. Is it time for Corky Clippings? Yes! yes! All right. So, um... It's probably possible. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Washington State, quote, road hazard, turns out to be lost 600-pound sea lion. What? (laughs) Lost? How do you lose a 600-pound sea lion? What are you saying? like, I'm just going to waddle along and I'll deal with me. I don't understand. (laughs) I don't understand. He was in the road. I don't don't understand. (laughs) Sorry, Washington, we're picking on you. Um, Washington home buried under 15-foot mountain of tumbleweed. No, we got 15. <laughs> what? 15-foot mountain of tumbleweed. What? So, like, when you see that one tum- tumbleweed blowing across the highway, when you drive over it, imagine that 15-foot mountain. How do you make that happen, Washington? That's impressive. <laughs> it is. It is impressive, Washington. Um... So we're going to end on this one because the other one I think I've already, we've already done. But this might be my favorite one. Your favorite? Yes. Okay. So, male baboon. <laughs> male baboon. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why that's funny. That's not funny. But male baboon. Male baboon okay. escapes Australian medical facility with, quote unquote, two wives before a vasectomy. <laughs> <laughs> How do you get married in baboon world? <laughs> like, you know what? It does 
doesn't even matter. He was like, you're trying to cut this shit off. Guess what? I'm going to get out of here with my two <laughs> women, my two ladies, and we're out. <laughs> shit. <laughs> <sighs> so funny. Oh, my so God. Funny. I can't. <laughs> well, I think that was... That was today. That was our cases. We're back. And we love it. We love it. And yeah, we took a big break. I think we explained this in Floridians, but just due to life. And then we wanted to record this sooner, but with everything happening again in life, yes. <laughs> things are very restrictive right now. So I hope everyone is safe and happy and comfortable and, you know living living the dream because this is shitty times <laughs> it is and as always please send us through facebook uh email whatever instagram anything that you would like to hear we're happy to post it and we're gonna keep going at this point and uh yeah were you rubbing your toes together i was can you hear it? you can hear everything in this oh microphone yeah so yeah facebook instagram um patreon quirky crime sisters anything you want to do is so helpful in these times and we are going to do our best to bring you everything we can while you are quarantined at home with your quarantinis because same with us because we are as well also i can't need to like need to not kill my husband she needs to not kill her oh my god i already want to he said today I'm turning into my mother with cleaning. Can I tell you that? Wait, what? <laughs> Sorry. So we were talking about the dishes. I spent like four hours yesterday cleaning the kitchen and reorganizing it. But we've cooked a lot in the last couple of days of like trying to make leftovers yeah. and get things clean. And I said, you should do the dishes. And he goes, yeah, I'll have plenty of time. I'll be able to because I'm not going to go to work till Wednesday. <laughs> and I said, no, you should do them now. And he goes, Taylor, you're turning into your mother when it comes to cleaning. And I say, Gunner, I'm on my period and I might fucking strangle you right now. Like, yes, I am turning into my motherfucking mother because you're a man and I'm trying to keep this household clean and it is what it is. I do feel the need, however, quarantini. Everyone's saying it right now because we're in quarantine. However, it came from like fucking, okay, so there's a podcast called This Podcast Will Kill You. They will tell you about the corona, they will tell you about the plague, any other infectious disease you want to know about, and they've been calling their drinks quarantinis this entire time. So I, I, I just need feel like the need to give them credit where credit is due. Yes. I am wearing my um, wine and crime sweat, a spooky little bitch sweatshirt. Yes. And just support all the small businesses you can. Hop on that Etsy Yes, hop on that Etsy, hop on that Instagram, Facebook, even our website. Like, I'm going to be a pusher for our website. Three Bless Gems. Any small businesses you can help right now, please do. And if you feel like you need some new herbal supplements in your lives, if you want a green drink, if you want powders, we have a new brand ambassador. They're amazing. Um, they are called FNX, and you can use code Corky. They have CBD. I use the AM Startup Protein almost every day because yes. it gets my day going, and I don't get my Red Bulls anymore because of it. But it is maple donut flavor. Oh my god, it's so amazing! You guys, we can't even. Can't even, and we use their greens drink. Incredible. So that's our and new it, people. Like, gives you every green, everything that you need, 
Yes. And it's so amazing. So what is our code again? Quirky, C-O-R-K-Y, for 15% off at FNX.com. And we love it. We love it. Otherwise, leave us a five-star review and help. we'll help you. You help us. Anyway, we can. Yes. And we hope to see all of you this crazy time we're gonna be releasing bloopers soon to try and get your spirits up because we tried to record irish car bombings last week and it did not work so we'll see you soon <laughs> bye we love you